At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook, a Tuesday show for you. Kev O'Neill of the Odds Breakers is going to join us. We will break down the NFC East Week One futures, awards, uh, over under in terms of the season wins. So, looking forward to talking to Kiev. But we got to start with baseball, and it was not a pleasant night for the local teams. They are both in action again tonight. Braves minus one fifty-two. Uh, total eight and a half, and as as it is Morton against Walker. Remember, Walker got bombed the last time these teams played. The only game the Mets lost at City Field in that five game series. Uh, I like the Braves here. I just think, look, I, I told you yesterday, I thought the Braves would win the first two, and actually, I picked the Mets. If you remember, all five games last weekend, I bet the Mets all five games last weekend went four and one. Picked Atlanta last night, so I've had a good feel for this. I just trust Morton more in a big spot. I know Walker's numbers are just as good, if not better, than Morton. Remember, Morton broke his leg in the World Series, had a slow start to this season, uh, hasn't pitched great, but look, he's been big games. He's been great in big games for the Astros, for the Rays, uh, even last year for the Braves. To me, better starting pitcher, better lineup, you're home. I think Atlanta wins tonight. Put a little pressure on the Mets tomorrow or Thursday to at least get one. If, if you don't get any of these games, it's going to be down at two in the loss column, which will be uncomfortable. But Scherzer going tomorrow. DeGrom going Thursday. We still don't know for sure. Atlanta's listing Odorizzi tomorrow and TBD for Thursday. Remember, Freed is on the concussion IL, so we don't know. Maybe he's in line for the Thursday game. Also, Kyle Wright is on the IL. He could be in line to pitch tomorrow. So sort of a tenuous uh, pitching rotation for the Braves. If you got Odorizzi tomorrow versus Scherzer, you'd expect to get that one if you're the Mets. And look, every time the ground pitches, you expect him to win. Going against Freed would make it a little more difficult, obviously. 
Uh, but I do think Atlanta wins tonight, and I think the Mets probably get one of the next two after that, if not both of them, uh, with the big guns going. And the next time Scherzer and DeGrom pitch after this, it will be against the Yankees. And, uh, boy, the way the Yankees are hitting right now or not hitting uh, is just its so bad. It's just so bad. It's hard to watch. Uh, at some point, you got to, as the Yankees are minus 170 tonight, I don't understand this price at all. Uh, you can get the Rays plus one and a half, minus 145. I would certainly look in that direction. Take Tampa either on the money line or the run line or a little bit of both. The seven is about right. They are certainly pricing in the fact that the Yankees just can't hit right now. They just can't hit. Kiner Flaif, we know he gives you nothing at the plate. Donaldson's kind of gone as an unsung guy here because everyone's been on, you know, Gallo, Kiner Falefa. Donaldson, for the money he gets paid, he was their big offseason acquisition. He's done nothing. Torres has slumped. Hicks has not had an extra base hit since July 9th. At some point, you got to mix it up. They've got Peraza in the minors. They've got Florio in the minors who, you know, they rave about. Bring these guys up, shake it up a little, put a little youth, put a little excitement in the lineup. It can't be worse than any of these guys. They have not scored a run since Saturday. They get shut out last night. Hicks looks drunk in the outfield trying to catch the fly ball. It ends up turning into a triple. Cole pitched really well. Uh, and you know, once it's one nothing, anything more than that, the Yankees just can't catch up. 4 nothing was the death knell. It could have been 2 nothing. Might as well have been 20 to nothing once it's 2 nothing. Yankees just are not a good team right now. And this is the first time, as I check the odds at Bet Rivers, Yankees still minus 10,000 to win the division. This is the first time we're starting to look at the standings, the schedule, say, you know what? Are they actually, can this actually become a race? They're still up nine games, so they still have a ton of cushion. But look, when you lose every game, at some point, this cushion, somebody's going to catch you at some point. Somebody's going to catch up at some point. Now, Tampa can cut it to eight tonight if they win. Again, that's still a lot of cushion. Uh, Stan's on his way back, you hope, next week. Again, you need him back, but you can't rush him back with how hurt he's been. Severino threw a 25-pitch bullpen. You figure he's on his way back, but they really miss LeMayhew, Carpenter, Stanton. They just don't have any depth. They don't have any offense. It's just a brutal, bad baseball team to watch, and they are boring as all hell to watch right now. Uh, I could only look at Tampa tonight, and uh, I came across a tweet. I, I told the guy I'd read it on the air, and it is the, at the real Boshek on Twitter. He said, and he makes a really good point, Aaron Judge is supposed to sign an 8-10 to 10 year deal and then watch Hal Steinbrenner do nothing in free agency and point to his contract as a reason why. It's a great point. If you're Judge, we all assume, I've at least assumed he's going to take the most money. Yanks can't afford to lose him from a business standpoint, from a baseball standpoint. They'll figure it out. But if you're Judge, you got to have some sort of opt-outs in there where, look, I'm not going to sign here. Then you're going to do nothing in free agency the next five, six, seven years and say, you know what? Well, the reason we're, we can't do anything is we gave Judge all this money. And then you're just going to be stuck on a, a mediocre team that, you know, wild card once in a while, once in a while you win the division, but be on a team where they're not going to be aggressive and not put a championship roster around you and as I mentioned yesterday, the cheapness has really come back to bite them. Not signing Seager, not signing Machado years ago, doing nothing last year where they only got Corey Kluber. This is just, it's really come back to bite them where they can't afford any injuries. They can't afford, you know, Stanton missing a month. They can't afford to lose, you know, Rizzo for a week here and there. It's just, it's a barren offense right now. Ben Attendee's giving them nothing. Of course, you could have gotten Soto, but Soto, Soto would have cost you Volpe and all these prospects. And they've just become very cheap with prospects. They've become very cheap spending money. And uh, they're paying the price for it. Again, there's enough of a cushion here where, you know what, you hold on to this division and everyone starts 0-0 come October. You get Stanton back, hopefully Carpenter back, LeMahieu. This thing could look a whole lot different in six or seven weeks. But uh, at some point, you got to win a game. Tonight feels like an important game to stop the bleeding because they have been bleeding here for a few weeks. They've lost 20 out of 31. It's been awful. It's been ugly. And it's just, it's hard to lay minus 170 tonight here. And uh, again, as I look at the 
odds here at Bet Rivers to win the division. Yankees minus 10,000. The Rays are 100 to 1. 100 to 1. Toronto's 28 to 1. The problem, and I was thinking this because, you know, if you got Yankees to win the division futures, could you hedge out? Problem is, you don't know who to take. I guess you could just take a, a unit and split it up between Tampa and between Toronto. But problem is, either of them can catch them. And then Baltimore is a few games out. I wouldn't think Baltimore would catch them. Boy, imagine Baltimore coming out of nowhere and winning this division. I mean, my goodness. Um, boy, Tampa 100 to 1 is at least worth a pizza bet. Just the way the Yankees are hurt, they're not hitting. If Judge doesn't hit the ball nine miles, they just can't score. Again, you just go down the lineup. There's just not a lot of punch. There's not a lot of offense. So uh, an important game for the Yankees here to bounce back. I don't know that they will. I just don't know if they can score more than a couple of runs. Springs has pitched well as it springs versus Cortez tonight. I know that seven's low, especially for a Yankee stadium game, you know, warm weather, the ball flying out. Can't go over. I just can't go over. If anything, I would look towards the under uh, with two pretty good lefties on the mound. Cortez was really good last time out. Cortez has been pretty good all year. He had that one blip about a month or so where he had a couple of rough starts, but for the most part, he's been really solid. You know, changes speeds, changes arm angles. So, boy, it's just it's hard to trust this Yankee team right now, and they've got games head-to-head with Tampa. they got head-to-head games with Toronto, and then DeGrom and Scherzer next week as it lines up Monday and Tuesday in Yankee Stadium. Yankees got to start winning some games at some point. I know you can talk big lead, not that much time left. Uh, at some point, if you lose every day, somebody's going to catch up to you. So important for the Yankees to find a way to somehow win a baseball game, stop the bleeding. I don't know that I trust them tonight to do that. Uh, I would certainly look in towards Tampa, uh, at least towards the plus the one and a half, because that one and a half, expecting the Yankees to win by two runs tonight. Look, it's baseball. Anything can happen. But expecting the Yankees to win by two plus runs with their offense uh, is not something that you can really count on at this point. So I think Rays plus one and a half, minus 140 is the bet. And again, I like Atlanta tonight. I think Morton over Walker is an advantage for Atlanta. Better offense to me. Just it's a little more of a deeper offense. With I know Acuna hasn't a great year, had a great year, but Riley, Swanson, uh, Contreras hit the ball in the ballpark last night. Olsen. The, Yank, the the Mets are a little more of a punch and Judy hitter. They make contact. You know, Alonzo and Lindor in the middle of the lineup is obviously formidable. But outside of that, you don't have a lot of those damage players. Uh, so I like Atlanta's offense a little better. These teams are very equal. These teams are very equal. I picked the Mets to win the division just because they had the lead. I like their starting pitching a little better. They got Diaz at the end, but these teams are outstanding. Uh, Atlanta, I, I would pick them against the Padres right now in that best two out of three if the Mets do win the division. The Padres have not played well. They don't have great pitching. So uh, I think you know either either one of these two teams could win the World Series, Atlanta or the Mets. They are both outstanding teams. And you, know, you could get a scenario here where it's – the Mets versus, boy, either the central winner or a team like the Phillies in the first round. And then the Braves play the Dodgers in that best of five, which, boy, that would be a lot of fun, I think. I think Freddie Freeman, if it's if it's Braves-Dodgers, I think Freddie Freeman might need, like, an, an emotional support animal out at first base with him the way uh, that first series went. So should be a good postseason. These two teams uh, are legitimate contenders. Again, if you're the Mets, five in the loss column. Just get one of these games because after this, you, know, you do have the Phillies for four this weekend, which isn't easy. Two versus the Yankees, which isn't easy, even though the Yankees haven't played well. But after that, it's the Rockies for four. You do have the Dodgers, but it's a lot of Nationals, Pirates, uh, just bad teams. They got a bunch of seven games against the Pirates, a bunch of games against the Nationals, the A's. You just go down the line here, and it's a it's a really soft schedule once you sort of clear this next week or so. So Mets still in good shape to win the division. I do like Atlanta tonight and expect the Mets to bounce back over the next two days. And I do like Tampa plus the one and a half. But coming up next, we'll do a little football NFC East with Kev O'Neill. Uh, that is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bit River Sportsbook.
BetRivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, BetRivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21 or older, available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. All right, we are back. New York City cast, Bet River Sportsbook. Let's talk a little NFC East. Let's break it down team by team. And to do that, making his debut, someone I've wanted to have on for a while, it is the great Kev O'Neill from the Oddsbreaker. Kev, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on. Uh, Will, thanks so much. Uh, one of my go-to shows I like listening to. I, I'm not a New York sports fan, more of a Chicago sports fan, but I do love listening to those awesome New York teams going on, especially in baseball right now. And, uh, you know, football's got a little work to do, but... Uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens over the years with football. I'm glad we're going to discuss one of them today. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, awesome that I could uh, come back on your show and uh, talk a little pigskin. Yeah, New York's the only city where the baseball seasons last longer than the football season because the Mets and Yankees could be playing into late October. Uh, the Jets and Giants could be roadkill by then. So yeah, uh, the uh, the baseball teams might last a little longer than the football. And let's just get into it. What we're going to do just for the audience, we'll go team by team give you the over-under, odds to make the playoffs, odds to win the division, and uh, you know any awards we like with these teams, and we'll just we'll break it down. I'll start by giving the division odds for the NFC East. Cowboys plus 130, Eagles plus 160, everybody's favorite team now, the Eagles. Commanders 5-1, to one, Giants plus 750. And I guess we'll start with the Cowboys. Win total uh, over-under is 10. And again, these odds, courtesy of Bet Rivers, you can sort of pick your number here with the alternate win totals. You want to pay a little less, uh, you know, pay a little more based on the number. You can do that. There's flexibility. But Dallas is looking at 10 right now, a minus 300 favorite to make the playoffs, which I'm not sure about. And uh, we will start here with Dallas and the Cowboys after winning the division last year. Kev, any lean here on Dallas in terms of the win total? Well, first, Will, I wanted to talk a little bit about the division and what you're up against here. I think that the fact that they play the NFC North in the AFC South is really going to help this division get some wins. So this is the one division that I probably don't have any unders in, even though I like betting season win total unders more than I do overs. You know, I mean, just those some of those teams like Houston and Jacksonville. You know, the Colts are good, but they're not elite. Tennessee was a bit overrated, as we saw last year, last couple of years, winning games they shouldn't, be, and also, you know, losing to some very bad teams. So uh, you got the Bears and the Lions in the NFC North. That should not be good. Uh, the Packers uh, overachieved last year, but they lost some key players. I think that this uh, conference, sorry, this division in the NFC has the easiest of all the schedules. So just wanted to start on a high level saying that. But as far as the Dallas Cowboys, it, I'm going to lean to the over 10. And it partial, partially because of that easy uh, schedules. And I know that their Pythag last year was about 11.64 in their, in their uh, 2021 wins was 12. But you know, they do get a Cincinnati team as an at-large that I thought was a little bit of an overachiever. Um, they're going to struggle a little bit at the Rams, most likely, but they do at least get Tampa at home nice and early, too, right early in the season. They did lose Randy Gregory, Cedric Wilson, uh, Lyle Collins, um, obviously Amari Cooper with that trade. But I still like 
C.D. Lamb and a lot of the key guys that they have. The thing about Dallas is that they're the same thing in my mind. I think they, they can just beat up teams in the regular season, and then they get to the playoffs, uh, and then they blow it. And that's because of you know coaching and um, just some of the other things with Dak. I'm not so sure Dak is yet a playoff quarterback. As a matter of fact, you can't even put him as a strong playoff quarterback as of right now. But he did great in the regular season last year, probably a little bit of a case to be an MVP last year, but I like their draft, Tyler Smith, um, Sam Williams on the edge. I just think that Dallas is capable of getting to 11 or 12 wins. So I'm going to lean to the over. Yeah. Uh, I've gone back and forth with this one. One number I, I looked at last year that would concern me if I'm Dallas. First of all, I never trust them to have two good years in a row. It seems like with that culture, they don't sustain success. You know, one year good, one year bad. Never seems like they put it together two years in a row. Um, the other thing, though, they created 34 takeaways, 34 turnovers on defense. That was the most in the league, mm -hmm. as we know. And there's a lot of debate, you know, within the analytics community. Are turnovers lucky? Are they not? I think there's some luck to it. Uh, some of it, you know what, good defensive, good good playmakers force turnovers. But I would worry if they don't force 34, if they're league average and they forced, you know, 15, 16, what's this defense going to look like? And then you mentioned the, guy, the injuries, the guys they've lost. The offensive line, you know, Tyron Smith is always hurt. So that's why I don't know that I would go under, but I would look at plus money to miss the playoffs at 220 uh, with their schedule, which is a little tougher here. Packers, like you mentioned, Packers, Rams, Bucks, Bengals. If you think the Vikings are going to be good, they get the Vikings. They do get the Colts. They do get the Titans. Uh, I would maybe take a shot here at the plus money to miss the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's a big price. I think over plus 200 north with how these teams change in the NFL. The NFL is yeah. built to bring the top to back down and the bottom up. So I don't disagree with anything that large of a plus uh, plus money. Um, you mentioned the Pythag. Can you explain that to the audience? Yeah, absolutely. And if you check out the oddsbreakers.com, we have a great article right on the front page that explains Pythag. It's basically a formula. You know, I don't want to get too much into the nerdy weeds here of Pythagoras and how he uh, figured out the A to C on a right triangle. You can That's actually in the article if you want to read a little bit about that. But more, it's more or less using the numbers as a function to actually get what these teams should have won. You know, as, as you know, um, let's just look at an extreme example. A team could beat everybody by one point and be 17-0. and 0. But the truth is, is that team a really 17-0 and 0 team because they luck, got like Powerball-ish lucky? No, they're more of a 9- or 10-win team if that's the case. And you, you can look on the other side. A team could uh, outscore most of their opponents but uh, lose all their close games and be 9-8 and 8 when they should have been like, uh, you know, 12-5. and 5. So Pythagorean uh, win totals kind of use a function with an exponent that actually determined by the points you scored and the points you gave up what your record should have been. Sometimes it's even a little bit better looking at that than their actual win record from the year before. So we actually take care of that at the oddsbreakers and write our Pythagorean win totals. So make sure you check that out. Great. Uh you know, the thing that would keep me off, I would lean towards the under two just because, you know, it's a public team. Everyone likes to bet the Cowboys. It's an offensive uh, team. People like to bet offense. I just think, you know, all the things in the division, it's a weaker conference. They're pro I could see them landing right on 10. I think 10 is probably a good number. Uh, if you gave me a 10 and a half minus 120, I'd probably lean towards the under 10 and a half. But I think that's a good number. Should mention they are 18 to 1 at Bet Rivers uh, to win the Super Bowl. Well, if you wait on that, Will, you might get it because there's yeah. a lot of Cowboy betters out there, and we still have plenty of time for this number yeah. to go up. 100%. 100%.
Uh, we'll move down the line here. Everybody's favorite team, the Eagles. Man, uh, just pencil them into the Super Bowl now. I, it's always dangerous with these teams. I know they have a good roster, but, boy, they are everybody's favorite team now uh, to take the leap. Plus 160 to win the division. They are uh, nine and a half wins. They opened to eight and a half wins. People are just betting up, up, and up with the Eagles. Uh, 30 to one to win the whole thing. What do you think here of the Eagles? Well, I'll tell you right now that I did like them when it was at nine, and I did take the win total over when it was at nine, but that was ages ago now. How long ago that feels? We have to go by what the numbers are right now for this show and pretty much any show you talk about. So right now at nine and a half, I probably wouldn't touch it. They actually were a little bit of an underachieving team too. Their Pythagorean wins were 9.92 and their actual 2021 wins were nine, limping into the playoffs as a wild card spot. Well, that was a great job for Nick Sirianni last year. And, uh, you know, some people still have some faith in Jalen Hurts, but I am not that far. I don't think, I don't think that they're going to necessarily win this division. I still think it's potentially the Cowboys uh, division. Um, I think that, the hype has brought them up to the Cowboys level. When you have a team last year that beat up on the scrubs, they just ran the ball up their throats. And when it came to the good teams, they kind of got beat by margin. The good news, I think, for this Philadelphia team is not only do they have those two easy conferences they're playing, their at-large games are at Arizona, which I think has a lot of problems this year. I'm, I'm Kyler Murray, I'm just concerned for Arizona. They get Pittsburgh at home. Um, I, I believe Pittsburgh is, uh, you know, a little bit fraudulent without a quarterback now. And uh, not saying Big Ben was great last year, but we don't know what about Mitch. We don't know if he's really good yet. Um, and then they get at least get the Saints at home. So um, their schedule is kind of decent for them. Key losses, Hassan Ridgeway, Steve Nelson, uh, free safety, Rodney McLeod. But they got some pretty good additions, as we remember, that massive trade for A.J. Brown. I think there's a little too much hype on A.J. Brown right now. But uh, just from the way they, they uh, run their offense, you know, it's more of a power offense. Jalen Hurts with his legs, creating extra time in the pocket, and also taking off running. But I like the fact that they got outside linebacker Hassan Reddick, James Bradbury, uh, Kaizee White, Zach Pascal at wide receiver, a little bit more depth there. They drafted one of my favorite players from Georgia, Jordan Davis. Uh, got a nice center in Cam Jurgens, Nakobe Dean. They got him for a steal late, too. So fly, Eagles, fly could be happening this year but i am not ready to buy them to win the division especially as a, at a number at plus 160 you know that's a quarterback injury away of, of not even you know becoming close plus 160 is just not a big paying off for me to uh take this uh but my pythagorean or my actual win total number is a little bit over 11 so um even at the nine and a half i guess i'm just still lean to the over but i'm gonna i'm gonna be happy with my nine and it does worry me that the public's all over this team as well People in Philly might be saying, hey, we're a quarterback injury from improving People uh, with, with Minshew there because I know some people thought, you know what? I, mean, I thought this way when they got behind in the games, Minshew threw it much better than Hurts. Hurts was a very shaky passer, and you bring up a good point. Not only they beat nobody. I mean, to get in the playoffs, you think, oh, wow, playoff team. It's amazing they got in with the fact that they beat absolutely nobody. They were 2-5 and five at one point. Now, look, you beat up on the teams you should beat. Congratulations. That's uh, it, It's not always easy to do. There's no layups in the NFL. But, man, they really beat nobody. And like you said, I just keep thinking of the Tampa Bay games when they get down 30 to nothing and they get a couple garbage uh, touchdowns late, make it look closer, make the stats look closer. I'm not sold on this team. I would lean under 9.5. I'll, I'll give you one bet that I do like in, re in regards to the Eagles. Uh Lions plus four week one. I know the Lions are everybody's darling team too, but I do think the Lions will be a little better. I would lean towards the Lions plus that four in week one. I think that'll be a close game.
there's a lot of sharper people on that as well, Will. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious which direction it's going to go. I'm one of the few that hasn't taken that bait yet, but uh, it's still sitting at four. And uh, that makes me wonder if the line's going to go back up, especially when sharper people have already hit it. Maybe you're going to get some more public play on those Eagles here. So I'm not in a rush here. Um, I could still see the Lions being a bad team, but uh, four seems to be a little too high for me. Yeah, I guess I should have asked you about week one also, Bucks cowboys Did you have any bets? My, I don't love it. I, I think Dallas at plus two here at Bet Rivers is a great teaser piece to go through the three and go through the seven. Maybe it teased that with something like Minnesota. Did you have any leans or any bets on uh, Dallas-Tampa week one? Yeah, the over, over 52. Okay. And uh, one thing about this, uh, this game or these offenses uh, is that I, I don't see a problem with the offenses. I see a lot more problems you know, with the defenses, what the Cowboys have is with their interceptions is they have, they kind of have a gambling defense. They try to yes. jump, they jump routes, right? But that could be really bad too. It's uh, you get really good or really bad, really good as, you know, they get some pick sixes and, you know, run up the score that way. Really bad as they completely get burned by the deep ball and Brady can still throw it down the field somewhat, right? Um, uh, the, Either way, it's good for the over though, because if you're if you're gambling for the pick six, you're, somebody's scoring six. So that's it, a good, that's a good angle for the over. Yeah, exactly. Plus, you know, I mean, Brady's going to put up those points. He always does in the fourth quarter when he needs it. This is going to be a high-flying game. Um, I think that the Bucks really got hurt on defense. They lost a ton of defensive guys, and they're bringing in a couple guys like Hakeem Hicks and stuff. But as a Bears fan, I'll tell you right now, Hakeem Hicks is in the twilight of his career, and he's kind of just coasting. He'll take a few games off here and there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I suppose it's probably be even for Dominic and Sue. They did lose Dominic and Sue, but they lost a ton of defense here uh, as well as a big safety. So, yeah, I, I think the over is great play all the way up to 53, 54 points. Uh, the Commanders, this is a team. I mean, if meh was a team, it would be the Commanders. I just, they get Wentz. McLaurin's a good player. You'd think they'd be a little better on defense uh, as we go to the numbers here. Plus 500 to win the division, plus 180 to make the playoffs. Uh, I, I don't love this team either way here in terms of Washington. Do you have any bets in terms of Washington? Jeez, Will, you hate this whole division, man. It's, from what, it's, the, what NFC, it's the NFC East for a reason. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't do a lot for me. And I have a lot of divisions where you know I have a lot of bets, a lot of leans, a lot of strong opinions. This is one where it's just a whole lot of eh, I don't know. You know, and I agree with that. Um, the only thing, like I said earlier, keeping me – from betting a lot of these unders is this easy schedule but their vegas win total i i have it at eight is that what you said yes eight yes just, just 2021 just wins was seven their pie tag was actually 6.22 so they overachieved last year by about point eight uh, seven eight games their at-large games are two of them are good bat one's bad uh atlanta at home's good cleveland at home i have to say is good right now i have to see when it's just sean watson but i also don't think deshaun watson even if he gets 10 games 12 games, six games, he's not going to exactly come in there ready to fire and ready to take this team over. It's going to take a little time, I think, to uh, get back into football. Heck, he missed all of last year, right? So um, yeah, I suppose just being against the Cowboys and the Eagles twice isn't good for this team. Uh, key losses, guard Brandon Scherf, Tim Settle, defensive tackle. They also got Landon Collins, Ryan Fitzpatrick is retired, Eric Flowers, John Bostick. A lot of those guys are unsigned here, so I'm wondering what they're doing. Their defense proved to be fake news from last year, if you remember, uh, that term that people throw around. You know, because uh, they had the harder schedule last year, and they absolutely got creamed. You know, Chase Young hopefully comes back healthy. But what are you doing with Carson Wentz? Um, I mean, 
Why'd you go for him? I thought Taylor Heineke is as good as Tarthing Wentz yeah. in the stuff he did last year. I thought Taylor Heineke kept this team to seven wins. I think like it was all him mostly. Not saying that he's ne- not necessarily a backup quarterback on most teams, but I don't think Carson Wentz is a starting quarterback. It's a bad move, if you ask me. And also just kind of tells the rest of the team how unsure you are grabbing a guy like Carson Wentz who choked down the stretch against the Raiders and against the Jaguars. Do not like that at all. But as you know, the numbers go, my numbers around eight wins. I'm not taking the over. Um, obviously, I'm right at the win total right here. I probably even have to lean to the under. But um, I have them as a below average team on my power ratings. Will you know what? You talked me into it. I'm coming out of my shell. I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna bet the under eight. If you get to nine and beat me, so be it. Worst comes to worst. I think the worst scenario here is it lands on eight and I push. This team's not going nine and eight. And like I said, if they do, so be it. But I will go under. I think that's uh, a good play. I know you get two games against the Giants. The schedule's not terrible. But I think you bring up a good point with Pen- uh, with Wentz. It makes no sense. And, and not only his play on the field, but everything you read out of Indianapolis, he was a very divisive, polarizing guy in the locker room, which I didn't really know until last year. So uh, even you know Reich, who was his buddy, who was his guy in Philly, uh, you know, couldn't fix him, couldn't get along with him, or, or whatever the case was. So yeah, I don't understand the move. I would go under eight. Um, with Washington, to me, not a, not a very good team. So uh, under eight's a, a decent play, I think. And finally, the Giants, before we get to some potential awards in this division. The Giants, it's funny. Figure they'll be healthier, better coached, they'll be improved. But, man, the, the number is really built into all of that thing happening with, with the improvement. All the way up to 7.5, plus 750 to win the division, plus 250 to make the playoffs. Uh, I have a hard time seeing this team get to eight. What are your thoughts here on the Giants? Yeah, uh, I'm not bullish on them as the market is. Um, I do love their easy schedule, of course. Carolina, so are, easy. But uh, you know, but here's the, here's the bad news: they're at Jacksonville, who should make a step up. I mean, we'll say that. And then Baltimore is one of their at-large games, so they're, so they got to play the Baltimore Ravens, who's probably the best team in the AFC North that happened to have a fourth place schedule. So pretty high in Baltimore this year, but uh, th- that didn't bode well for them. God, they lost their coach, obviously, GM, Judge, uh, you know, defense tackle Austin Johnson, uh, James Bradbury, Lorenzo Carter, Jabril Peppers, uh, Nate Soldier, Kyle Ru- Rudolph, just the, the list goes on. But they did get somebody that's been a lot of hype in Brian Dayball. I like Dayball. But I don't know him as a head coach. Let's face it, Will. Um, there's been so many times I've gotten it wrong where a team looked great with an offense coordinator and it just happened oh, yeah. to be how good the coach was. I mean, we've seen that with John Gruden's coordinators. We've seen that with Bill Belichick's coordinators. We've seen that with Harbaugh's coordinators. Heck, they, some a couple of them coached the Bears. I mean, this turned up to be absolute bust, and you'd be like, okay, this was really the whole head coach. So I, I'm sure Bate Dayball knows his X's and O's, but running a team is completely different, and it's a different position here. So he's going to have a lot more responsibilities, being that he's going to have a big part of the offense. They did grab Tyrod Taylor. I wonder if there's going to be a quarterback uh, controversy from Danny Dimes and who knows what's going to happen? Will I? What I do say is I do like their draft picks. KV on Thibodeau. I loved Evan Neal because Evan Neal was my number one to offensive tackle going into the draft. Uh, Wandale Robinson was a nice sneaky move later too. So I do like all that. But um, KV on Thibodeau, he did take some games off for Oregon. Let's see what he does in the NFL. He's actually paid. That could even spell a little bit worse. But um, we don't know if he's going to translate into a head coach. The Pythagorean wins was 4.5 and their actual wins was 4. 
can't do a lot with that just with all the changes here. So uh, my number is around the six, but I am not playing this. And um, I would lean to the under again with the Giants. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. You bring up the coordinator to a head coach. I would certainly agree with that. You see that in college basketball all the time, too, where, like, you know, a guy will win 23 games at Monmouth. Oh, he's going to be great. He goes to a big conference, and then, you know, he's, he's fired within two or three years. It's, uh, it's a different story. So uh, I agree with you. I would lean under. And if you like the over, I would just, you know what, take the Giants to make the playoffs at plus money. Maybe take Dayball here at 13, 14 to 1 to win coach of the year because if they get to 9 or 10, uh, they're going to have a good chance. He's going to have a good chance to win coach of the year, but uh, I certainly can't see this team getting to eight or nine. I can't put my money on that. No, no, neither. I think there's a, a better coach of the year available right now uh, that the same philosophy will can be used. Any, yeah, any other awards you like in terms of this division? Yeah, well, let's talk about, no, I don't. I, I don't like any teams to w win the NFC or the Super Bowl here. Like I said about the Cowboys, uh, when they get to the playoffs, they crumble. I have to go with the, what's been shown to me. I'm not going to just all of a sudden make a change because of it. But if you want to jump into a different division, Will, I do have a play. Like you said, Coach of the Year makes more sense. I said the same thing with Doug Peterson at Jacksonville. I mean, like, why would you take them at 7-1 to one to win the division, where even if they sniff the playoffs, if they get the wild card, let's say the Colts win the division anyway, but they get in the playoffs at Jacksonville Jaguars, you are getting 18-1 to one with Doug Peterson to uh, be Coach of the Year. I think that would be a sure thing, the way he ended his career in Philly, how they gave up on him. It would be a great story. I like Doug Peterson, Coach of the Year, 18-20-1. or 20 to one. I could buy it. I could buy it. Absolutely. Uh, any other, you know, MVP, rookie of the year? Do you get involved in any of those markets? Yeah, you know, I grab Lamar for MVP at 20 to 1. The way I look at it is Baltimore's got the fourth place schedule. They had the injury bug last year. Harbaugh pretty much ran this team into the ground in the preseason. But, uh, you know, they're coming back motivated. I like everything he's seeing in camp. He looks happy. And uh, you got to go with a good coach. A good coach, a, a very good quarterback, and uh, a schedule that's in fourth place. Especially when you look at, at a division where the Steelers could take a big step back. Cleveland's got massive issues again and distractions up the yin-yang. And then, you know, Cincinnati a little bit, you know, they got to the Super Bowl. But, you know, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. They were very fortunate to get to the Super Bowl. So uh, I got Lamar Jackson for MVP. And I also took them at plus 200 to win that division. Kev, you're the best. Appreciate you coming on. Let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, check us out at theoddsbreakers.com. Of course, we have free picks and stuff like that. Our members obviously get our better plays. But, you know, we, we do a lot of free content over there, so you make your decision. You know, I just did a, a whole article on preseason coaching records because motivation is very important when it comes to the preseason. I was able to adjust for the uh, taking away fourth game and was able to kind of add this middle ones together, see how the coaches did their first games in the preseason, see how they approach the season with the final games. We obviously have the Pythagorean win total that we discussed here a little bit earlier. So, yeah, just check us out, theodsbreakers.com. Lots of great content for you. Kev, this was great. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll catch up here down the road. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Will. All right, thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Kev O'Neill. We'll be back uh, in a couple of days. We'll talk some more football, some more baseball. Hopefully the Yankees will have scored maybe a run or two by then. Wouldn't count on it, but we will be back. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to download, rate, review, and subscribe. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.